we are going to play again for the first time the Sixth Symphony by Dmitry Shostakovich, which is a mighty powerful piece of music. Uh, and again, we never ever had such forces to put this piece on our program. I find, of course, when I think of, say, the symphonies of Mahler, every one is its own distinct universe, right. musically speaking. And I, I think Shostakovich's symphonies are so much the same way. You think about the fifth or the seventh, and they're quite different. They have their own uh, moods and statements and messages, hidden or otherwise. How do you think of the sixth symphony? The same way, absolutely. And the, with the sixth symphony, uh, you could really sense that Shostakovich was on a way to different path of musical writing. And uh, this path, unfortunately, was broken by the uh, Second World War, uh, which forced him to detract from that path and write his Seventh Symphony, which is quite different um, Known, known Kodiga, as the Leningrad. The Leningrad Symphony, right. But the path which uh, Shostakovich has chosen in the Sixth Symphony is uh, really remarkable. First of all, it is the actual structure of the cycle is quite different because the first movement is not a sonata allegro form at all. It is a humongous reflective adagio written in a homage to a classical grave or lento mm -hmm. of pre-romantic composers. It is very serious, very somber. It reminds one of uh, similar works by uh, Bach or Handel. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that movement which is the center of gravity, not only in the tempo, but in the meaning of the piece, is followed by two scherzos. Two scherzos, two very light pieces of music. Uh, when I say light, I don't mean all the time light, because as we know, weather can change. <laughs> Sun is always followed by clouds and then storm. This would be so interesting because in the four works of Sibelius, obviously, we'll have tremendous variety with spring song and two humoresques. And then the violin concerto always, that's the word I always think of, is weather. It just sounds like the piece itself could rain at any moment. It's just, it has this sort of gravity and it, it seems like a, almost a storm front yeah. that comes Actually, in. Actually, it starts in a great fog, you know? It starts in a great fog yeah. and then... Uh, thick. Very thick. And then yeah. the Shostakovich will have its own internal contrast. Yes. Now, another interesting point about this piece is the actual tone, the sound of the orchestra. And that is so rich. You will see four clarinets with an E-flat clarinet and bass clarinet. And you will see a large, almost like an army of percussion instruments. So that is the reason why we would never be able to do it in the past, but now we have such a gigantic force that uh, it will be possible for us to open up this incredible music to our public. 
Just one thing before we leave this concert. We were talking earlier about your your personal affection for the Sibelius Violin Concerto, and of course your teacher, David Oistrak, made one of the most famous recordings. Yes, with Philadelphia piece. Orchestra and Eugene Normandy. Yes, it's the recording I first heard and, and yeah. owned, and Sibelius himself was a violinist. Can you just share something about the significance of that? Well, the significance is very simple. It is so close to me, and uh, not only that, I, I'm accustomed, I was accustomed, to hear my father practicing the orchestral part on his piano. And the way he played all the orchestral introductions and tutis was so incredible that I could never be satisfied with orchestral sound of, of that music because it's not like my dad. Mm -hmm. And the same with, that, with the solo part. I'm still waiting for somebody to play this part anywhere close to the way David Oster used to play it. Uh, as this piece of, uh, for violin demands not just uh, depth and perfection and technical efficiency of violinist, it's almost like a separate profession to play Sibelius because of this very special mood, very special world, the atmosphere. It is so different from any other concerto. And you could have lots of ingredients, but still not be able to play that particular piece successfully. Well, I guess we can close with the note that our, the founder of our festival was uh, quite enamored with Sibelius, Thor Johnson. And uh, I've read how he visited Sibelius, had the opportunity to visit him in Finland and even transplanted from Sibelius's home some lily of the valley to his home in Door County and it's it's a wonderful and ongoing connection of the PMF with uh, the music of Northern Europe and Sibelius and of course your connection with the uh, music of Shostakovich. Yes, well there you remind me of my other connection with Sibelius too which you're not aware of and that is a nice shot of scotch no, I was not aware. Yes. I was aware of certain shots of scotch, but not that one. Well, Sibelius apparently was extremely serious about it. I see. As was Carl Nielsen. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's also part of Northern Europe. What else is there to do, right? <laughs>